through the night. She just wanted to tip, no advice on the side of the road. What's the risk? Roll the dice. If they catch us, I don't care because we all gonna die. Welcome to Poor Shocks. is the true story of three strangers picked to work to camp together and have their lives monitored. First, we stop being polite and start getting real. This I'm is Eric. Ms. Page Lee. Easy, tell them, Papito, the DMV's finest. Brock Road Elementary, class of 06, valedictorian. Um, today, we got a guest with us. Her name is Gabby. University of Delaware's finest grad. I heard she's got an environmental science, science degree under her, so we'll let University of Delaware's finest speak a little, tell her a little about herself. <laughs> um, what's up? I'm Gabby. Um, graduated last year from University of Delaware. I'm really into uh, environmental stuff, obviously, and I'm happy to be with you guys. I don't know if you know this, Gabby, but believe it or not, we've got another University of Delaware grad on the cast. No way. Eric Pacheco. <laughs> that is really? True. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, you know, graduated, what, 2017? It's okay. You're not You're not the final <laughs> grad, so it's kind of whatever. Make, make, Listen, man. Make room for the best. C's get degrees, and that degree is all that matters in hindsight. Amen. Yes, sir. <laughs> Um, so we got we got a lot on the cast this week. Uh, we have some carryover stuff from last week, and we'll still probably have some more carryover stuff from two weeks ago because we had all the topics ready to go when we had Haley on. We, we did. So I'm going to start you guys out with a nice and easy one. Uh, I was listening to a podcast, good old comedian Burt Kreischer and Tom Segura. They have a little podcast, and I found out that Burt Kreischer only brushes his teeth once a day, if that. <laughs> And he was basically explaining that, you know, some people, if you, if you wake up out of bed and roll out and brush your teeth within the morning, within like the first 10 minutes, you might be a sociopath. And I just wanted to make sure that we were all practicing good dental hygiene and one brushing our teeth in the morning and at night at minimum. Um, the sociopath for waking up and brushing your teeth, he should be stoned for that. <laughs> like, I feel like if you don't wake up and brush your teeth in the first 10 minutes, you might be a sociopath. I'm not one of those, I'm going to go eat breakfast and then brush my teeth because that's nasty to me. The very first thing I do when I get up is pretty much brush my teeth. So, Yeah, I'm I'm the same. I, the first thing I do when I hop into bed is brush my teeth. Eric, you even saw that yesterday. First thing I do, boom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm very much pro roll out of bed. I need to brush my teeth. Um, I know some coffee drinkers because... Anna and her mom, I think probably even her dad are all the same shit where it's like, I don't want to brush my teeth and then drink coffee because, you know, it's kind of like if you brush your teeth and drink orange juice, like that shit's not going to taste good. Um, so I I'll give a lenience to coffee drinkers if you brush it after you drink your coffee. But if you don't do that, then I don't know, you're human garbage because you're brushing your teeth once a day. I heard it's actually worse for your teeth to brush after you drink coffee because it's like acidic mm. and will wear down your teeth. So like... The bad taste might be worth it, honestly. <laughs> I feel like that plays a part in me brushing my teeth so early. Like, I'll roll out of bed, brush my teeth, lay around, maybe shower, watch a little TV before I go do something. Because I want the taste of toothpaste out my mouth before I eat breakfast. Right. And that's why I do it so soon. But, there, yeah, there's no way I would wait until after eating or after coffee. That's just that's kind of nasty. But, bro, he was saying once a day, maybe. Yeah. I feel like depending on the day, I might get in two to three brushes. Like if I'm, 
if I get a nap in, I'm probably going to brush my teeth after I wake up from the nap. Yeah. And that's so because, like, my mouth feel kind of weird after I nap. I don't know if it's just a me thing or if it's an everybody in the world thing. And then I try to get it in every night before I go to sleep at some point. It might not be, like, right before I go to sleep, but it'll be between, like, 8 p.m. and 2 a.m. So people who uh, say, like, you know, the bad taste in their mouth, I actually learned that if you just, like, rinse your mouth out with some hot water, like, a couple times, like a little bang, um, you don't have that issue. So that's not even really a valid excuse. What was that noise again? <laughs> bang. Just making sure. <laughs> Thanks for clearing yeah, that I've up. Been on, I've been on a big uh, bang kind of thing, like Mark Jackson. Or is it Mark Jackson? Who's the other guy who's on NBA uh, TNT where, you know, Steph Curry puts up a three-point shot and he goes, bang. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm doing. That's where I'm at. We love the sound effect. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm, I'm glad that we all have good uh, dental hygiene. And if you don't, no, 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 no. We cannot say good <laughs> dental hygiene. Some of you have the minimal dental hygiene. Because I know, even though I've given you the advice, the free advice at no charge, I know none of you are changing your toothbrush at the rate you need to. And I'm disgusted <laughs> by it. Every 10 to 14 days, you need to have a new toothbrush. Hands down. 10 to 14 days? I feel like that's yes. ridiculous. That's just yeah, that's, that's excessive. a waste. Dr. Oz said every week to week and a half. You can literally go get a five pack at Walmart for $197. i am giving you the keys. <laughs> Not much thing as much as that is. Can you recycle toothbrushes, honestly? Like I used to, I don't care. <laughs> I use the bamboo ones. So like you can kind of get away with that. But the little plastic, mm, no. I I mean I probably do like once a month. You don't even do once a month. <laughs> Oh, I do. I promise. Eric, when's the last time you changed your toothbrush? Uh, probably three months ago. You're just and per, per per Doctor Sienna Palmer, the average person should be swapping out for a new toothbrush every three to four months. Let me ask you a question. Her name is mm-hmm. her name is what, Doctor Sienna Palmer? That don't sound like Oz. She got her own DDS dentist at Meridian Dental in Santa Monica, California. I bet she makes a real moderate salary and does a real decent job for that community. (laughs) But does she got a nationally syndicated TV show where she gives nothing but medical advice? She don't. I don't trust Dr. Oz. I agree. (laughs) He's too flip-floppy. He'll be like, you know what? Everything's good with cheese, and the next thing you know is like, cheese is bad, so I can't trust a man like that. It's not even hard to throw out your toothbrush and get a new one. If we're being honest, if we're being 100% honest, most adults in our age group, like 18 to 28-ish, they're probably not even storing their toothbrushes right. Because I'm telling you right now, oh, mine just sits out. <laughs> mine just chilling on the sink for when I go brush my teeth. No case What is the not. proper way to store it? I think you're supposed to have it like in a closed case and whatnot. It's what I've been told. But I, I feel like... That's uh, like builds bacteria because it's wet when you do that, and then you're putting it in a closed container. So then you're building up bacteria in that container. I think if you leave it like out open or in those like toothbrush holders, like bacteria goes into the air still. So like you're you're losing. Either way, you're losing. (laughs) There's no right way. Gabby, how are you storing your toothbrush? Just for further. For further research, open yeah. air, man. I don't got time to cap that every time oh, I use it. <laughs> I, I love to hear that, but I hate to hear it at the same time. A little bacteria will do your immune system good. It's fine. No, 
You heard it here yeah. first. You heard it here first. <laughs> so taking out food, so everybody's doing takeout now because of Corona, it's basically allowing businesses to cut back on good service per somebody who said this. I don't know. I sent it in the chat. Mm. I sent it in the chat. Yeah, but let me ask you a question. So you're not in the group chat with us, so you got a completely biased opinion, unbiased opinion. Okay. Have you ordered any takeout or ordered Absolutely. Yeah, I order take like, out from Grubhub and I go pick shit up and, you know. Okay. So have you felt like during times of corona, during this pandemic, have you felt like your takeout or to-go order or experience has been less than what it used to be from your favorite restaurants when you were dining in? Um, I mean, it's- not really. Only, like, with the exception of, you know, wearing masks and having, like, plastic dividers everywhere i don't know i feel like it hasn't really been hindered plus i kind of like the like no contact delivery i kind of like that <laughs> so you don't think your quality of food or service has at all diminished throughout this um not super noticeably for me i don't really go out to eat that often anyway like i'm more of a takeout person anyway so like okay. i haven't really had a problem with it really this is terrible because <laughs> what she just said is gonna completely contradict what I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> My experience has been hindered to the 10th degree. I feel like this pandemic has given restaurants excuses to diminish their service, to disrespect my portions, and to be ruder or lazier. I ordered food from my favorite place, Metro Dining. Y'all know, I took y'all to Metro on y'all. Yep. Mm-hmm. The portion was so much lighter both times and it was sloppier presented, and the food did not taste as good as when I got it there. So it almost felt like they were playing with me because I paid for it. They know I'm going to come pick it up, and I can't complain because I'm going to take it back home to eat. I feel like they was really just kind of fucking with me, and that's been a few restaurants. Dude, I'm like, hurt. These restaurants' portions have dropped a little bit. What you say? <laughs> I said, you're hurt. Oh, my God. Oh, no, no, no. I, I was. I was definitely hurt. But honestly, you don't have the greatest um, experience previously with takeout from that Chinese restaurant that you were always having to bitch about in Mansfield. <laughs> That's different, though, because they were known to fuck with me. Oh, <laughs> this one's betrayal. <laughs> yeah, like I was a loyal customer, and they did me wrong. <laughs> I think so. When I was in Delaware, Tokyo Express, when I would still get it, like during Corona, they were on their shit. Um, so I didn't have any issues with that. However, when we were up in St. Louis this past weekend, we got takeout from some uh, bar and they were like, they were still open, I guess. So they were doing like sit down service, but we just kind of ordered takeout. And Anna got like a salad. They didn't give her any silverware. And then I got like a burger and fries. There was no ketchup provided. And I'm not saying that I need to put a note. I think it's just an implied thing. But the bigger issue was that you didn't put fucking silverware, like napkins, like anything. Like if you know you're doing fucking takeout, have one of the little plastic, uh, like portable to go kind of things. Like it's simple shit like that. I think people are getting lazy. I think just the the food in general, you're not going to get as good of experience because like they're cooking it. And then, like, they're letting you know when to come pick it up. But, you know, it could be sitting around a while. And then it's sitting in the container. So it's getting all fucking steamy. And you're getting, like, food. And you're like, all right, this is, why is this so damp? <laughs> oh, I hate that. Yeah, so. It's it's definitely not as great as it could be. 
I kind of feel for them though, because like I don't want to be working during a pandemic either, you know. And I'm not even in like a service industry, so like I get it. It's not excusable, but I get it, you know. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, I absolutely would not want to be working in the service industry right now. Um, I think mainly this has made me almost just want to go to the fast food places more. Because with fast food, I know what I'm going to get. It's going to be shit quality. The food going to taste good. It might not taste good, depending on where I'm going. Mm-hmm. If I'm going there, it's probably going to taste good. It's going to be shit quality. And the service is going to be rude. <laughs> and that's what I'm expecting when I pull up to my local Popeyes. <laughs> it ain't what I'm expecting when I go to Metro Diner. So to save me the heartache, I'm going to just start going to Popeyes. <laughs> Yeah, man. Low ex- low expectations. You can't be disappointed. I cannot. That's the, the rule. The worst case scenario would be like, damn, they were nice when they handed me my food today. They asked me if I wanted the barbecue sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, we we went to a uh, because we were driving like all day yesterday, so I think we stopped at like a Hardee's just because it was like on the way. And uh, <laughs> Adam wanted like some type of chicken, so I was I was like chicken fries and like a drink, and the lady got so angry. She's like. You just want the combo? And I was like, oh, shit. All right, lady. Fucking, I guess so. I'll take the fucking combo. Sorry, I couldn't read your tiny-ass fucking menu. Bro, but you got a problem with menus in the first place. Didn't you have the milkshake, didn't you have the milkshake menu problem like a week ago at Sonic? Bro, so that's because they put Sonic the advertisement when I was at the pay window. Why would you not put the advertisement with the fucking actual menu? <laughs> Yeah, I'm not good with drive throughs Just put. I, I like to walk in, stare at the menu, think about Ask it. Ask some questions. Yeah. <laughs> really digest it. <laughs> yeah. You guys see Taco Bell's like removing a bunch of shit off their. Yeah, I'm hated about it. <laughs> yeah, dude, I like I like one of the grillers they have, and it, it's not on the menu anymore. I was very upset about it. What griller did they take away? They took away all the grillers, but they took a, apparently they got rid of all their potato products, which who the fuck cares? I don't I'm not gonna talk about for potato products. Yeah, I'm not so. gonna talk about potatoes. They took it like a bunch of other shit apparently and people were very heated. Was there a reason for the potato? Oh. Are we in the what? Is there a reason that they got rid of potato products? Like is there a potato shortage? They probably just weren't selling because again, who's going to Taco Bell for potato? I mean, I go to Taco Bell and get that potato griller. Mm. Is it good? I never had it. I, I did get. I get the beefy nacho one. That slaps. Um, I mean, it's literally. Well, I get it without sour cream, so it's literally just potatoes, cheese, and a tortilla. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Like, I almost called the cops to arrest me. That, that's not like the trashiest order I ever heard. If somebody asked me to go to Taco Bell and order that, I'd be like, yeah, you can. That's get not that. the only thing I get. I just. Like sometimes I'm just like, wow, I'd really like a potato, or like I like fries, but they don't have fries, so I get the next best thing. <laughs> Weren't they doing fries for a while? Yeah, they do like uh, nacho fries. Oh, their fries slap. So. I'm not gonna lie, that that like potato griller sounds like what you hear um, NFL draft people talk about when they were growing up in the like the hood, and they were like, yeah, man, we didn't really have food, so we eat like fried bologna sandwiches or like potatoes and cheese and a tortilla. <laughs> And then they're like six foot eight, like two hundred twenty five pounds pure muscle, and you're like, "That's what you ate? <laughs> That's what that sounds like." Yeah, it, it never adds up. Yeah, <laughs> Gabby, I know you brought a little topic with you. We love a prepared guest with a proper topic. So if you would, you know, want to introduce that to us, more than welcome to hear it. Sure. Um, it's like it's kind of serious ish, but we can probably make kind of light of it. I guess I don't know. It's a good discussion. 
we do a lot of we do a lot of serious topics. So yeah, okay. yeah, people don't think we talk serious, but you know, we come prepared every once in a while. <laughs> Respect. I just wasn't sure. I didn't want to down the mood, but anyway. No, <laughs> um. But yeah, I just kind of wanted to talk about how um, in today's day and age, you know, we've been talking a lot about like BLM and a lot about COVID and things. And um, I thought it'd be good to talk about how like environmental justice ties into all of that. Because um, basically there's a thing in America called environmental racism, where there are like practices or policies that differentially like affect or disadvantages um, individuals of a certain race or color, more often than not black people, you know? Um, mm -hmm. And it happens in like a ton of different cities with regard to pollution and like access to food and groceries. Like I was talking to Ezra a few weeks ago about like food deserts and how um, like a lot of predominantly white people who are really into like veganism will talk down to like lower income people for not participating in veganism, even though it's like pretty inaccessible, you know? Yeah, I mean, um, so I'm not trying to brag or anything, but I have taken two like food science classes at the great university of Delaware. Oh, lovely. <laughs> um, so I I'm definitely familiar a little bit with the topic of like food deserts and just for people who don't know, um, basically people who live in like inner cities and stuff, the access to grocery stores are a pretty far distance away. So that's what is kind of considered a food desert. Even like UD is kind of considered a food desert. If you don't have a car, you can't really drive to like the Acme or you might not go to like the Newark, like fresh farmers market because it's out of your price range. Right. Um, so it's a, it's a big issue within like lower SES people that you can't, you don't have an access to get to these grocery stores. So you're kind of relying more on like corner stores and stuff like that. And then you also run into the issue. I don't want to like bulldoze what you were kind of going no, to. No, you're good. Um, <laughs> but um, if you're on a tight budget, you're not going to go out and buy fresh produce and fresh fruit because that's not going to last you long. So you're going to buy like the chips, like frozen stuff, which might not be as nutritious. And that's a big issue that a lot of people are dealing with. And I don't think a lot of people think about that. Because if you have a car, you're like, oh, I can drive to the grocery store. It's like 15 minutes, 20 minutes off the road. But if you're working like two different jobs, taking care of kids, and your only access is like a bus, and you're on that schedule, like it might not be as accessible for a lot of people to do that. So that's that's like a big issue going on. Right. And like a lot of it has to do with just like structural uh, racism and biases towards people of like lower socioeconomic status. And like mm -hmm. practices such as like residential segregation and like exclusionary transportation planning makes it very difficult for like um, minority populations to and low income populations to access like fresh, healthy food, which then in turn leads to long term health issues such as like diabetes and obesity because they only have access to like Eric said, like corner stores, which sell, you know, ramen and soup and like things like that, that aren't exactly fresh or healthy. I didn't know there was a, uh, like a thing of veganism of people like looking down on people for, I mean, I guess that makes sense because I guess people who are yeah. vegan kind of are portrayed in a bad way of like, Oh, if you eat like beef or any kind of meat, like they look down on you, but I never really thought about people being like, you don't eat, like you're not eating veganism. And it's kind of like a, Oh, well you're a garbage person. It's like, what well, dude, I just can't afford that. Like, 
uh, I'm like, maybe it's just that you don't also want to do that. Like, I don't know. I don't get the whole looking when, down on people because of that kind of shit. Right. When I first saw her post, I was like interested because I was like, this I've never really experienced. It doesn't make much sense. I'd be interested here. But then once I thought about it, I could immediately, after hearing the explanation, think of like three or four white vegan girls that I know from school who will absolutely completely go crazy on their social media about people who still eat meat or people who don't like who like eat eggs for breakfast instead of smoothies and shit like this and then it hit me i was like yo like maybe the the 12 eggs is cheaper than the two things of bananas and strawberries and grapes that you're about to put oh absolutely so it then started to make sense and i was like you know what this is a topic that might pique my interest Quick question though, you said something about SCS. What what is that? Socioeconomic status. It's just it's kind of what. Where's the where's the where's the where's the C? S E S as S S E S. Yeah. It was S E S. Yeah. S E S. Yeah. It just I say it fast. Oh, bro! I thought you said S C S, and I was trying to figure that out the whole time. Yeah, socioeconomic that just it's you know low income, middle class, high class, like upper class, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I know that. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Um, so Gabby, my question to you would then be: I mean, I don't. You're not vegan. Correct? Um, I am trying to cut out more meat products, but no, I am presently not vegan. No. Okay. What would your stance or opinion or advice to people who are vegan be? Would it just be to like be vegan on your own and do it and just chill, or how? How do you? think they go about that without it being them looking down on other cultures who cannot afford or just do not have the means to go vegan um right so a lot a couple things a lot of first of all not all vegans are like that obviously there are plenty of you mm -hmm. know black low-income vegans and people who really make it work but i feel like the loudest group is definitely like you know like yeah. like upper class white girl vegans that will tell you that you don't care about the environment unless you're eating solely plant-based which is just like not true, you know, because not only were white people not the people to start yeah. plant-based culture and plant-based diets, like, um, but also like Native American people and a lot of like African people have been ethically consuming animal products since like the dawn of time and has never had like the environmental impact that we've had right now. So it's like, you know, it can be done, but it was just ruined by white people. And now it's like, used as a weapon against people but anyway back to Who's, who started uh veganism what'd you say because you said it wasn't wasn't it white you said it wasn't white people who started it well it, modern veganism actually what? there's like a higher percentage of um like people of color who participate in veganism than white people but culturally mm -hmm. and historically like hinduism and buddhism are entire cultures based around only eating like plant-based diets so it's like definitely older than what you think it is you know okay yeah i definitely heard that like it was like a like back in the day it was like almost just pe not like just people of color because like clearly you just said the hinduism and stuff like that like people who religiously didn't eat meat but like culturally like black and native americans were like mainly veganism or like paleo whatever right, that right. One is, because they were like hunter gatherers and just didn't hunt as effectively as we can today because of like the weapons we have so they were mainly eating a lot of what they gathered would made their diet mainly vegan in the first place. Well, yeah, and combined with them using, like, you know, Native Americans use, like, all, all 
parts of the animal and stuff. So there's not really the amount of yeah. waste that is norm typically generated, you know? Like, people wouldn't buy mm -hmm. frozen meat. Like, they would just go slaughter, like, a local animal, you know? Which is way more sustainable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think if you are a vegan, like, presently, um, there should be more effort put into advocating for, like, locally sourced food. And um, regardless of whether it's meat or plants, you know, because even, like, the extraction of avocados or cashews or coconuts, those are all very, like, resource-heavy and are not as environmentally friendly as, like, everyone thinks, you know? So if you're putting more effort into eating locally and also advocating against the social barriers that are there, for low-income people and people of color to access for like low like low-cost healthy food those would probably be the best places to start because it is great to be vegan and it is great to act sustainably but if you are gatekeeping it or telling people that they don't care enough to do it that's not going to get anybody on your side you know okay that, that does make sense page page mm -hmm. lee as our local as our local fitness mm -hmm. guru self-appointed no, there's a degree to back that. Go ahead. What is <laughs> degree appointed? What, what is your take? You said degree yeah. appointed. Mm -hmm. Shout out Cumberland. Shout out Cumberland. <laughs> um, what is your take on veganism? Um, I've never thought about being vegan, and honestly, I don't have enough research to back up like a really strong opinion about it. But I have listened to a couple podcasts of like vegan powerlifters and. Um, when it comes to like the bodybuilding community, they say there's really like no difference. It's not something that like, um, like when it comes to building muscle, you can find just as much protein in, you know, um, it might take you more food being vegan, getting all that protein, um, but it doesn't hinder you in any way. And then obviously vegan veganism, you're saving a lot of animal lives and that's important to a lot of people and it cuts down on carbon emission and all kinds of stuff because the beef industry is so prominent. So I don't know. It. It's not something that I would do. Um, I don't really eat meat that much anyway, unless it's chicken for the most part. Um, but that's just like a personal like taste preference. Right. But um, I've actually had this conversation well, similar to it, not exactly veganism, but just more nutrient-based dieting here, like where I live in like the Appalachia area, because it is the poorest part of the nation. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I, if I'm not mistaken, the poorest state just generally within like salary range is West Virginia. So, yeah, they, they're poor as shit. Yeah, it's like really bad and... <laughs> And, um, like, eastern Kentucky going into western Virginia, like, that whole coal mining area is just so, so poor. And I'm not going to lie. Mm -hmm. This is completely random. I'm going to circle back after this. But you, you got to talk to whoever you know out there who's coal mining. And you got to let them know that is not fucking. It's gone. I do not know why that part of West Virginia and that part of Kentucky wants to hang on to coal mining. Like, this shit makes no sense to me. Let it bro, go. It's, it's, it's because Trump does his rallies there, and he says he's going to bring it back. And I was like, bro, you got to realize he hasn't done it in four years. It's gone. Yeah. It's not coming back anytime soon. Yeah, like, that, that's, that's just In so terms of, like, um, energy, we're, we're moving on to bigger and better things. 
Yeah. yeah. But um, I've actually talked to people about this before because we, what, what was the term food deserts? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of those, not like exactly where I live, but in like this area, just because you'll go an hour and it'll just be farmland or like just a gigantic mountain for like an hour and you'll have right. to go like way out of your way to just go to Walmart or something even smaller than that. Right. Um, so it's not exactly the same as like inner city, but in terms of transportation, it's just the time to go one way grocery shop and go all the way back. Like a lot of people just won't do it or don't have the time or don't have the money for gas to do it. So um, yeah, we experience food deserts here a lot as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's definitely not restricted to um, just urban areas. Like there are definitely a lot of rural, rural areas that yeah. struggle with it too, you know, without seeing like a, a big name brand grocery store for however many miles, like yeah. it really limits your options for healthy eating. Yeah. And a lot of people have like their own little garden and that's, I mean, that's awesome. Right. And there's no way that you have enough. Um, I'm sure it's like, good enough for you know a couple living on a farm out in the middle of nowhere but um as, as, in terms of veganism there's no way to just do that right so so do you know like vegan like do you know like vegans down in kentucky or you don't really know not like that? um yeah i know a couple it's not like a super prominent um way of living here but where i'm from in berea it's actually a very like liberal part of kentucky I know that's like unheard of, but it is. <laughs> um, they, they've actually, they have a huge farmer's market. I think it's every like Friday and Saturday. And um, I used to go and I lived in Berea, but I don't know. Um, but they're very, they have like a, a rainwater barrel painting thing. And like everybody um, saves water and waters the local community garden. And it's very much like, all about it down there. So that's cute. Yeah. Huh. Are you into gardening? Am I into gardening? Yeah. I'm personally not into gardening. We were when we were looking at apartments uh, in St. Louis. Anna's mom was really trying to get us to live next to the place next to a community garden. I was like, first of all, I'm not gonna fucking garden. Anna's not gonna fucking garden. This is stupid. <laughs> and then we walked by it. We drove by and we were looking at other places. And that shit was so, like, not kept up. And shit was so overgrown. And I was like, yeah, I'm glad we're not looking in that fucking place. <laughs> no, yeah, don't do that unless it's a nice one. Most There's a really big one. I want to say, like, 30 minutes for me. And that community garden has its own manager. And it's, like, a full-time job. And you pay, like, a fee to have groceries delivered to you. And that's how he gets paid. Like, it's a whole big thing. I'm not mad. That's actually a pretty decent idea. Yeah. And I'm sure he has like other jobs as well, but like his main one is um, being the manager of that. I like gardening, but I also have a pretty decent background in like plant science. So it's kind of <laughs> like that's partly my job anyway. So <laughs> what things are you gardening? What, what, what are we growing in Gabby's garden? Um, right now I'm in like a little townhouse, so I don't really have like an outdoor garden, but I have a ton of like herb plants and a few tomato plants. Um, my parents grow a shit ton of like lettuce and radishes and snap peas and stuff. It's pretty cool. Can't go wrong with tomatoes. 
I use tomatoes like, oh, this is going to sound terrible. I use tomatoes like white girls use avocados. <laughs> like, I use tomato toast and like put tomatoes on other things that like most people just do not. Me too. Tomatoes are delicious. I, I also do be loving avocados. <laughs> oh, I can't get one avocado. If you were to recommend somebody to like want to start a little small growing something in their house, what would you recommend to people? Marijuana. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> um, you mean like vegetable or food wise or just like yeah, plants in general? general? Like something easy to start out with? Um, I would say most herb plants are pretty easy. I also think tomatoes are really easy too because it's hard to like overwater them. You know, they like full sun and a ton of water. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah, most herb plants are pretty easy going um, and they'll, you know, adding fresh herbs to your food always makes it way more fucking awesome. But um, yeah, those would probably be the easiest. And then like, I don't know, vegetable plants really aren't too tough to grow. So once you start, it's like, it's pretty easy to keep up with. Nice. Cause I would totally be interested in having a snap pea plant because I eat those like crazy. Oh yeah, those are a little, they grow easy, but they're like, pea plants are like vines, so they need stuff to like climb up, which would be interesting. It's definitely doable, but I would look into it. <laughs> okay, I'll do my research. Yeah. You should grow mushrooms, Paige. Well, I don't like mushrooms. Oh, I enjoy <laughs> some mushrooms. <laughs> I, I know a kid who I went to middle school with who also went to UD, and I think he also did like plant science kind of stuff. Environment. Yeah, I'm not sure. Easy. Yeah, and um, he like he he's such an interesting kid because he works or he worked in like one of the local like weed places in Delaware. I think he's going to Pittsburgh to do one. But he's so like into that shit where he was like, I'll follow his Instagram story. And he was literally growing mushrooms out of like a barrel, and he was using like fresh sawdust and all this shit. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Oh my god! How did Eric, you get to this point? Is his name Nathan Harlan? I think I followed yeah, him. Yeah, my fucking yeah. boy Nate, dude. <laughs> yeah, I went to high school with him. <laughs> yeah, dude, I went to middle school with Nate. Nate's such a great, he's such a nice soul, but he he just goes for it. Yeah, man. Mans would post, like, industrial weed operation on his Instagram story. Like, yeah. illegal, you know, but it was still cool. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like how people, like, white girls walk through, like, um, sunflower fields. That's him yeah. walking through weed fields. <laughs> right, it was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah shout out to nate when did that become a thing by the way what the, the sunflower walks i don't i, don't, I feel like know. white girls discovered it and then sorority girls discovered it and then it just went on some level yeah once the sororities got it you were never yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where do they even grow sunflowers like i've never seen a sunflower field <laughs> i know there's a i literally in have never in my life but they seem to find right it. oh there's like three in my town Really? Are you serious? Yeah. Oh my god! What? Yeah. That's very weird. <laughs> I don't know why. They're just kind of like randomly put through. But yeah, we have like three. Interesting. You should do. That's what you should grow, Paige, and then charge people to walk through to take pictures. Yeah. I'll mission <laughs> per hour or something. What if you just stood at one of the fields? I'm assuming it's like pretty big. Yeah. And then just charge people admission, even though you didn't own it. <laughs> I mean, I could probably get away yeah, with that it. Would be Unless it's like, unless somebody's, you know, second cousin's granddaughter walks up and is like, my grandpa owns this, and then I'm fucked, but. Mm. Then you just run. <laughs> I hope grandma owns it. 
hope grandma owned a gun too to stop this bullet. Oh my god, <laughs> you know she has a gun. <laughs> uh, do you have anything else, Gabby, that you want to touch on related to that? Oh, I also wanted to say, um, with regard to environmental racism, it also has to do with like um, pollution. Like, uh, let's see, black people are exposed to 1.5 times more harmful air pollutants than white people. Um, for Hispanics, it's 1.2 times more, and for low-income communities overall, it's 1.3 times more. Um, so since like the value of land in lower income areas is a lot, uh, lower, a lot of like industrial plants and things like that will move in and then pollute that entire area. And since they don't have adequate like political representation or like economic status, it isn't really, uh, they don't really pay attention to the pollution happening there. And because of that, a lot of, like, there's been extensive studies on how, uh, like, communities of color are so vastly affected by air pollution more than, like, the general public of the country. And that, in turn, relates to how we're seeing with, um, like, the COVID pandemic. I don't know if you guys saw, but there's a pretty significant, like, racial disparity of who is getting and dying from COVID the most, you know? Like, communities of color are definitely being affected by it the most. And I think it's probably due to, you know, decades of inequitable air pollution and things like that, since it's a respiratory disease. I never but, yeah. thought about the, the pollution aspect of that. Yeah, it's been, like, well-documented, surprisingly. There's, like, a bunch of articles on, like, NCBI about it. But, yeah, that's, like, a pretty well-known thing. Like, um, it's just, like, they, since the value of land in lower-income communities is lower, it just gives them an opportunity to pollute and dump however much they want and nothing can really happen because of it, you know? Yeah, that was gonna be my question. I was gonna be like, is there like certain things? Is are we talking like about water sources? Or are we just talking like the air from um, factories or is it just people working in factories in general? Like is there any kind of things in that nature? Or is it just kind of like a general just bad like air and whatnot it just gets kind of pumped more into those like cities and areas compared to like the suburbs for example um yeah it's it's like a proximity thing like a, a good example is um like in delaware county pennsylvania um in chester there's five large waste facilities and three of them are incinerators so that creates a shit ton of air pollution you know mm. and just in the city of chester they have a permit to release or dump 2 million tons of waste per year. And in the rest of Delaware County, which is 91% white, um, the permit is only 1,400 tons. And Chester is 70% black. <laughs> so it's like every other place that is white dominated is not like, those companies aren't allowed to dump as much as they are allowed in Chester, which is a lower income, more like, you know, community of color than the rest of the county. So it's just like a, a very clear disparity. And because of that, they have such a higher health risk due to all of that. It's just the proximity of living near it and having to deal with it their entire lives, you know? I clearly wasn't aware of this, especially not being a PA resident. But that's not only mind-blowing, but it's almost kind of sicko that like somebody gave them a permit to pump 2 million ton of waste into the Black community mm -hmm. and their permit for everywhere else that's white dominated or predominantly white is 14,000. Like the vast disparity there is mind blowing and it's a thousand percent. Sick. Yeah. It's, I feel like that. 
the same thing happened with like you guys know like flint michigan it's the same thing yeah. a lot of people yeah. think if that town wasn't predominantly black it wouldn't have gotten as bad and stayed as bad as long as it did you know yeah absolutely would not and there's no reason flint should be as bad as flint is but that shows you what they care about and what they prioritize and to them these big companies that make millions of dollars high hundreds of millions usually they to them they got to dump their waste somewhere so why not get a part a permit to dump it in the black community so the people who are writing them these permits that's who we need to hold accountable and that's the knowledge we need to get hold of right <laughs> and then, that's crazy. yeah and that's why it happens because those communities don't have political representation you know so nobody's really sticking out for them it's wild that we even live like where it's such a thing where you can just get permits and you're like this is the amount that you can dump into the environment yep Yep, yep, yep. And yeah, there's and there's disparities with how regulations are enforced and, you know, with all the money involving that and with Trump deregulating like crazy, it's all a wash, you know, there's no accountability. It's it can get pretty dangerous, you know. I'm actually way interested in that. I would need to figure out what it took outside of this being a black community to get your permit to say that you can dump two million here. And why, outside of this being a white one, which I'm assuming is almost the only re—that's probably reason enough—why their limit was fourteen thousand. That is such a vast disparity; it almost can't add up. Yeah, like that's a racism at its finest. Yeah, if you just look up Chester County or Delaware County, Chester, Pennsylvania, environmental racism, like it's it's very well documented. Yeah, that's a lot of pollution. I think that's most of what I wanted to say. I just want to bring that to the forefront of everyone's minds. It's easy to forget about environmental stuff with all of these other social issues happening, but they're all very, very connected, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, that's that's really good because it's, it's not even a thing a lot of people would even really think about. Like, when Ezra first told me about it, I was like, all right, where like where is this topic going to go? Like, what exactly? I kind of had an idea because I was like, I thought about the food desert thing, but I didn't think about pollution and you know, all that kind of different stuff right it's so it's very it's a harsh cycle because you know when they're subject to all these pollution they don't have any mobility because nobody's going to buy their house if they're trying to move out of it they just get very stuck in a bad situation you know yeah oh i didn't even think of that you know what that could also hit mm -hmm. I'm not buying a home in a pollution-infested county. Exactly. That's what I mean. Environmental, like, social issues, healthcare, they're all very thoroughly connected. No. And you can't speak about one without including the other, you know? Yeah, that's valid. Yeah. Makes a lot I of sense. I wouldn't even think about that. Like, I would not. So it's good that we brought two here to bring this to our attention. Because <laughs> yeah. I know I learned something. <laughs> good, I'm glad. It's kind of heavy, but... <laughs> now, I wonder if I can find out, like, what communities what the allow like the limits of pollution are yeah i don't know i don't know if it would be like listed formally anywhere you know or if they yeah. even follow it if it was but i feel like if you get a permit it has to be some type of public information but that might be like one of those annoying things where you have to go to like a municipal office and fill out a bunch of paperwork yeah. and then people are like i don't even fucking care just pollute my life like fuck it. And then with you living in St. Louis, you're starting going to leak your information that you were looking for. <laughs> it's it's going to get dangerous for you. Oh, yeah. Shout out to the people who, uh, yeah, that was definitely the house that when we walked by it, it's all that. I hate to hear that for you. All right. Let's go. Let's do a little transition. Actually, since we're talking about St. Louis, I think we finally figured out the apartment that we're going to get. Got a balcony. No big deal. 
covered balcony, so that's Love the moves. Nice. Hell yeah. Yeah. Love to hear that. Love to hear that. So next step in life, the next big step. We should be celebrating this. Our boy's first move in with his shot. We should be celebrating this. <laughs> yeah. So remember how uh, we sent you guys the two apartments and whatnot? Yeah. Yeah. Is it apartment one? No. So get this. So we we drove that whole like what well, I don't even know fucking five hours to pages or whatever, mm-hmm. and we were like trying to figure it out, and we were like we we're kind of leaning towards that one because I mean you know I was able to get a German Shepherd, which is a big deal to me. The balcony wasn't as good, but you know it is what it is. Um. Mm-hmm. So then that morning before we were leaving pages, I was she emailed the lady who was showing us to ask couple questions because there was a church like across the street and just like about the pet policy. And the lady was like, oh yeah, by the way, uh, we showed it to people like half an hour after you and then they leased it um, that same day. And I was like, bitch, you couldn't have fucking yeah. told us this beforehand? Because <laughs> the other one that we uh, sent you guys when we toured it, we fought up with the lady and she was like, yeah, someone else toured it and they're putting in an application Monday. So we were like, bitch, if you had told us this hours ago, we could have fucking put an application in for the other one. But it turns out I think we're good and we got that one. So shout out to that. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. Yeah. Also, shout out to the uh, realtor who was supposed to show us our last tour. So we had a break between like, I think our, uh, we had a tour at 1130 and then we'd have one until 330. So we had a bunch of time to kill. So we like dicked around the city, got lunch at a little barbecue spot. Pretty good brisket, not going to lie. Good mac and cheese. And uh, we, we're waiting outside the spot, and it's towards at 3.30. We're standing outside. It's like 3.35, 3.40. Anna calls twice. No answer. Calls again, and the guy's like, oh, I had you on for next week. My bad. He's like, let me see if I can get someone out there. He's like, yeah, none of my colleagues are answering. So, like, apologizes a bunch and all that, which is fine. But I was like, dude, we could have been in fucking Kentucky at, like, way earlier. Because we got there at, like, 10.30. Like, we could have been chilling. Got a little drink, a little eat, so fuck that guy. <laughs> That's booty. Yeah, but you know, other places still good, not as updated, but um the balcony's a lot better, which I mean, let's be real, the balcony's yeah. the move. One of those balconies sucks. So. <laughs> it was the one I, I'm not gonna lie, I think the one like the the second one, it's not as updated and all, it's like kind of concrete. However, the other one that everybody else kind of liked, um, when I walked out there, dude, I put a couple steps on that balcony, and that wood was not where I wanted it to be. <laughs> I hate Yeah, so that. I was like, let me get this fucking concrete one that has a cover over top. Do you put some Christmas lights out there? Get, like, some, like, fake turf out there? It's going to be the movie. Yeah. So with um this being the new spot, mm-hmm. where's the housewoman going to be? I feel like we could probably meet up halfway in like Mansfield today, <laughs> or we could just have it there. Because yeah. I don't intend to step foot in Missouri for the duration of my life. Fair, honestly. Bro, <laughs> it's a two bedroom spot. We're gonna have a little day bed in there. I'm telling you, you guys can come out whenever. Facts, but I I got a two bedroom in Mansfield, so like we could really just meet there as well. Hey, did you get the same spot from last time or a different one? Yeah, I'm about to get the exact same spot. Yeah, oh yeah, which kind of sucks because I'm. You said what? I said, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, they, they told the boy, we can't survive without you. We need that presence in the city. So I'm going to pop back out for one more semester. Are you wow. going to rent out your other room this time? Am I going to rent out my other room? No, nah, I kind of got accustomed to this house to myself living since the house is not an apartment. So I think what I'm going to do is just the same thing I do. Ah. Got it. 
I mean, might just make that Norm's room. Oh, shout out to Norm. I saw a, uh, I saw like a mini looking Norm on the beach today, and I was like, damn, shout out to Norm. In case you don't know who Norm is, Gabby, it's my halftime dog. I got, I'm a part time parent, single father of the year, no big deal. Um, he's a Kane Corso Roddy mix, and he's uh, Brindle. Oh, he's a baby, but he's he's big as shit, but he's a baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite snaps are when Ezra sends me one cuddling Norb. Aw. That dog, that dog needs his cuddles too. <laughs> yeah, the one I saw looked like Norm, but it was a lot smaller. So my thought was either it's like really young or it's like a half Norm, like kind of bitch made Norm. And I was like, it's cool, but it's no Norm. I'm not gonna lie. He's, probably, he's probably bitch made because Norm is only. At the time, Norm was only 14 months, and he was, like, 90 pounds. So. Yeah, that dog was not that. I asked the owner, I was like, or I, what I thought was the owner, I was like, yo, what kind of dog is that? He's like, man, I don't know. I'm just walking this shit. And I was like, all right, bet. You got it, dude. <laughs> hate to see also, it. side note before we go into our next topic, have you guys ever tried to skimboard? Yes. I have not. Yo, I was uh, – so, basically, skimboarding, it's like – you just it's like a little mini – I don't even call it a surfboard. It's like, I don't know. It's like a, it's kind of like a fucking palm tree size thing. Like you see in people like animated movies and shit. People like ride that. That's, <laughs> that's the best description by far. Um, and you do it in like an inch or two of water. You just like throw it and kind of jump onto it. The amount yeah. of times I've almost torn my ACL and ate shit within like an hour period is astronomical. There will be videos tomorrow because I realized <laughs> that me eating shit has to be great content. So expect some videos for, for that for sure. You're going to have to make a TikTok of you eating shit just numerous times. I might have to. You know, I was thinking about it. I was like, this could be one of those TikToks where I pretend to, well, I won't even pretend. I'll be really bad. And then it'll just be like me getting better and then it'll like pop off. There you go. <laughs> but, like, I'm talking, my feet were in the air, landed on my shoulder, tearing ACLs, like, it was bad. Oh, that's really how skimboarding goes. Yeah. I busted my ass on a skimboard a million times. <laughs> yeah, that shit's no fucking joke. <laughs> yeah, hmm. don't actually tear your ACL, though, because that shit is fucking terrible. I think I'm bound to, like, knock on wood, but I just feel like that's, like, in my future at some point. Knock on wood again. Yeah. <laughs> Um, this can be a real quick one. I don't have too many thoughts on it. Jamel Hill, who I tried to describe to Paige earlier this week in our group chat, who was like... A fucking legend. A fucking icon. <laughs> yeah, she... The baddest shorty to ever work on ESPN. You know what? She went from like... So, Jamel Hill has a long sports reporting history. Like, she's worked her way up. Kind of like Stephen A, not as well-known. And I think my favorite Jamal Hill was when, when her and Michael Smith were doing Numbers Never Lie. I think that was prime. I think that was the... Oh, I used to love Numbers Never Lie. That was the best show for them. I think once they, they started hosting SportsCenter, it kind of went downhill. I forgot what she lost her job for. It was a tweet, right? Um, She tweeted... You know what? While you explain it, I'll get the tweet that she said yeah. that cost her her job. So she tweeted some shit out, and a bunch of people had... There was a lot of backlash. So she eventually kind of stepped down. I know she went to work for some other sports agency, and I don't know if she still works there, but she's kind of just turned into like a hot takes, blah, blah, blah kind of person. So this week she tweeted out, if you vote for Trump, you're a racist, and there's like no arguing that. 
And uh, I mean, that was a very polarizing tweet to say the least. I think we might have talked about this kind of previously. And I was even talking to it about to Anna this week and we were driving. And I was like, I can see that. And it's hard to separate it because I was thinking about it in kind of a more dramatic sense of like, you can think about pre-Germany Hitler stuff and you can be like, well, Hitler really brought the economy back in Germany. And like, I don't support his against the Jews in this, but I really appreciate what he did for the economy. It's like, you can't separate it. Like, you're such a piece of shit. You can't separate the good economy from racist stuff. And I can see that the argument she's making in that, oh, you know, people might support Trump for X, Y, and Z, the greater scheme of what he's Boom. doing, not good enough to excuse that, you know? All right. Quick tip. Mm -hmm. The reason she got fired back in 2017, early 2018, it was after the Charlottesville fucking... You, you know the boys only 40 minutes from Charlottesville. It was after the Charlottesville marches, riots, protests of KKK members, which nobody seems to call protest. No one seems to call those riots. They seem to call those like protests, and Trump had his boys' backs through that, which is very interesting. Yep. But after that, she called Trump a white supremacist, and ESPN told her that she had to apologize. And for two days, she stood her ground and did not apologize and continued to go on it. So they fired her which makes Jamel Hill a legend for not being a fucking sellout like Stephen A. has done in the past because truly she felt that for Trump supporting the niggas, the white boys who were rioting in KKK mask in Charlottesville, for Trump supporting that, she called him what he was, a white supremacist. And ESPN wanted her to walk back on that and apologize, and she did not. So she'll forever be an icon. Yeah. True she left a lot of money behind her. Too. I mean, yeah. not for getting fired, but good for her for standing her ground. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I think ESPN, they're kind of fucking up because even with the, uh, I don't know if you saw the Woj shit. If you don't know who Woj is, he's a reporter yeah. who does a bunch of. I mean, anything basketball related, it's either him or Shams, who's also a basketball guy, who gets they have the scoops, and uh. Was it a senator or governor or something who was sent out a blast email about some dumb shit and literally Woj replied, fuck you. Oh, That's I saw it. that. <laughs> yeah. And first of all, bitch made from the fucking guy who then, I mean, I know what he was doing, but he put it out on Twitter. Like he reposted it and like was like, this is what Woj said, blah, blah, blah. And ESPN like suspended him. And it's, I mean, it's complete bullshit. Like he can do whatever the fuck he wants. Um, first of all. Second of all, it's bullshit. I mean, they're they're in the bubble right now, so it's kind of like a you know we're showing out. But I was like, ESPN, stay in your fucking ground for once, because Woj doesn't fucking need you at all. He does not. I'm not gonna lie. Up until right now, I've never thought to look into it. ESPN is like a sub platform of Disney, right? Yeah. So it's actually Disney owns them, don't they? Yeah, I think Disney owns ABC too. I was gonna say it's one of the two. I yeah, think Disney owns ABC as well. Yeah, and Disney has been known for years to be uh, racist, so it it almost doesn't surprise me that everybody who gets in trouble is generally like the black people or people talking on black issues, and those are the people ESPN demands apologize. So I just looked up who Disney owns, and they have this fucking. <laughs> This this sheet, someone made it, 
It is wild the amount of shit. Yeah, they own everything. Oh, I've seen that. Disney owns a lot. I mean, ABC, ESPN, Touchstone, Marvel, Lucas, they own half of A&E, half of the History Channel, half of Lifetime, Pixar, Hollywood, Vice, Core. I mean, and then it gets into, like, subcategories of it. Yeah, Disney owns everything. I think we talked about it when Disney Plus happened. I think when they took in Fox, like, we talked about they're just taking over everything. Yeah, they, they do absolutely own too much at this rate. But yeah, so Jamal Hill tweeted out, if you vote for Trump, you're a racist. And... I mean, I'm not mad at that. It, it, it's fact. Like, you can't vote. Here's my thing. What I've said in the past, this is un-Trump related. You got to watch Trump out. When I had, like, people who were Republican who were also in my circle, people I consider friends, I was like, at the end of the day, if you're Republican for some of your religious values and some of your money values, that's you. I'm going to be Democratic with some... I got a couple of views that, like... Still a couple, and I'm still. <laughs> That's what I'm. Y'all know I like my. Y'all know I like my money and my religion. Leave it alone. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, I'm there, Republican with my money. Don't touch it. Yeah. Don't touch but it. But Trump has violated so many things farther than just being Republican. With the grab them by the pussy, with his racist stances, with his supporting the KKK members who marched and started, with the KKK president or leader being one of his top donators. Like, there's so much that doesn't add up. Like, if you support him and stand by him, it would make no sense to then try to make the argument that you weren't racist. Like, it, it would almost be a waste of my time to argue with you on if you were or weren't racist. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think the people who vote for him aren't necessarily overtly racist, or they don't have to be. But I do think you have to be covertly racist to see his racism or sexism as excusable. And something you want in a leader, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I would say everyone because, you know, I don't, I don't know a lot of Trump supporters. I'm from the Northeast, you know, so I don't want to put a blanket on everyone. But I definitely think they saw his racism as totally forgettable and excusable, which is already something to be said, you know? Yeah. Yeah. If you yeah. can excuse that accident, I got a question. You right. Know. But the thing that not only like black people who vote for Trump is like are or white people. I'm like y'all y'all clearly racist to me personally. Right. But the thing that always blows my mind is when I find out like these educated women still find some way to support Trump. Because black people will never make sense to me. But the woman part is confusing. It's like y'all can vote for somebody who stood up there and talked about grabbing y'all by the pussy and like that's excusable to you. Yep. And the other comments he's making the way he's belittled women, like y'all are just like Fine, he's got my vote. Like that makes no sense. To me. Yeah, man, <laughs> makes you take to think about it. What is it? Fifty-three percent of white college-educated women voted for Trump in twenty sixteen. Something like that. Yeah. yeah, I always found that baffling, but yeah, it is so what it is. Who was passing out these college degrees? Like, where were they getting it? <laughs> Dude, they're getting it for like seven dollars in nineteen fucking eighty or whatever. <laughs> Back when back when things was good, <laughs> when things were good. <laughs> if you ask them, yeah. As being, being from somewhere that literally everyone is a um, Trump supporter, um, I'm gonna have to agree uh-huh. with Ezra saying that yes, they are all racist. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, nah, I hundred percent, hundred percent. And they're just the majority of them, because like a lot of my family members are Trump supporters, and it's just a very like close-minded, like mm-hmm. 
not even up for discussion only sees one way because their parents saw that way generational racism too it's very embedded and it's very sad right i think i've talked about this before mm -hmm. but another thing that confuses me about these trump supporters especially these white impoverished trump supporters is for some reason they think trump gives a fuck about them. i know and i'm like no <laughs> I was like, y'all are broke boys. Trump don't care about you. Trump care about making his rich friends money. Y'all will never see money in Trump's eyes. Like this, he truly could care less about you, but y'all still vote for him. Well, based just off of his slogan, make America great again, which he has not fallen, like followed through with. Like just based off, of, huh? like his whole slogan for his campaign was MAGA, make America great again. If anything, he's made it a lot worse. So Amen. Yeah, but to make America great again would mean that it was at one point great. So he was put into a time point and was he thought that was great. So that makes me wonder when he thought America was great. <laughs> Even that. Wait, also whatever it was, wasn't going to be something the black community was going to come <laughs> by. Yeah. <laughs> so whatever day they're trying to go back to clearly would have to make them racist. Y'all trying to go back to a time where we were clearly suppressed worse than what we are right now. Yeah. Nothing really. Oh, Times is dark. And they really love that boy. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how this recent election goes. I don't. I think. I mean, Hillary was very polarizing. A lot of people, even Democrats, didn't fuck with her. So we'll see how uh, Biden does. Biden's just as fucking like creepy. As Amen, Paige. <laughs> Bruh, have you seen those video compilations of him like kissing little girls on the mouth, or oh, like yeah. like touching? No, I will not. I, I will not let my presidential candidate be slandered. I fuck with Biden. He's not Bernie. I fuck with Biden. Hopefully he does the right thing, brings Bernie on, and hopefully we dethrone Trump. You know why I can't let us slander Biden on a platform that I'm also on? I mean, you can clearly slander him. The reason I can't slander him is because I don't want us to slander Biden to the reasonable doubt where anyone's like, you know what, Biden's just as bad, so I might as well go with Trump. Oh, no, no. Then we're in a dangerous game where Trump gets re-elected. No, He's sir. not as no, bad. No, sir. Because that's what happened with Hillary. People were like, no, I don't like Hillary, this and that with Hillary. And then they voted Trump over Hillary because they also found reasons to not like Hillary. Yeah. But Hillary won the popular vote. It wasn't even... Another four years with Trump. Yeah, I'm like... Another four years with Trump get dark. I don't know. I, I recognize the need to defeat Trump, but I'm also like, we have four years after that happens. Like, what are we going to do to fix all the things that he's done in those four years? And I just am hesitant to say that I trust Biden to totally undo all the fucked up shit we're going through now. You know, I do. I'm going to vote for him. You know, obviously he's the better choice, but I'm disappointed that I don't know. He's not really appealing to at least the more progressive side of the Democratic Party, which is where I am, you know? Like, yeah. I don't, I don't think we'll get a super accomplished with Biden, but what I will say, I think will happen. Biden does this four years. Biden knows how to politic. Biden is a politician. unlike like Trump. Hopefully some things get accomplished. We'll still fight on bills and shit like that. Like every president does with the house and with Congress and shit. But then four years after that, first off, that's four years. We don't have Trump in office. So that's a win. And then four years after that, it's a clean slate. We get two new candidates from each party and we let it rock. Because I, I, in my heart of heart, don't think Trump will, not Trump, I don't think Biden will run for a second. Uh, second that was yeah, be my I, question. 
would I, I figured I mean he's still old, but he, I, don't know. I don't think he'd go a second term. I think he'll do this to unseat Trump, but it almost didn't even feel like he wanted this now. It was almost like he got forced into it. I know, that's why I don't really vibe with him, you know. I don't see him as our strongest option, but well, yeah, we've talked about it before yeah. how the Democrats just kind of fumbled the bag. And yes, they're they just, did. They're just not, I don't know, they just haven't put together a good candidate in a while. Yep. And then they blame all their problems on something else other than being just a inherently rather corrupt and out-of-touch party, you know. Does anybody know anything or have, have read on that um, independent candidate, the female? I don't even remember what her name is. Oh, I have. Joe Jorgensen? Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, if you're, <laughs> I would definitely look up her policies because they are very weird and rather interesting. I don't think she's a good option because she has very extreme views on things. Like she wants to abolish the FDA and she wants to get rid of any wage standards, like federal minimum wage she wants to do away with because she thinks companies will just regulate themselves. So oh. I don't vibe with that, but I urge you to look it up if you're curious because it's very weird. <laughs> yeah, companies. Are- yeah, I was gonna co-sign that. I was gonna, I was gonna co-sign. She's got like outlandish. Yeah, she does. Yeah, those are two things you can't really abolish because everything would go to shit. Yep. It, it, we would literally go from minimum wage to like sweatshop wages. Yeah. If companies fucking were regulated to how much they were gonna pay people. Yeah. But that lets you know, like, kind of where she lies. Because if she's ready to abolish minimum wage and damn near go to sweatshop, that's probably lying on the end of behooving big corporation. Yeah. Well, yeah, she believes and big that- corporation, big corporation alliances ain't where my vote is hitting. Yeah, she believes that you know the market will regulate how companies treat their employees and stuff. But also, like, she's like. We shouldn't force companies to pay men and women the same amount. We shouldn't force them to do X, Y, Z. And I'm like, uh, no, I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> Got it. And the, I'm looking so at she's naive. right now. They're very um, conflicting. Yes. Because she's pro-choice on abortion, but doesn't think that we should continue to fund Planned Parenthood. Right. That's why I'm like, you should look it up because I can't adequately say all of them because they're very strange. (laughs) Mm. Uh And she also said, take the government out of marriage and make it a religious decision. AK does not support gay marriage. I'm like, okay. (laughs) All right. Well, at least she's way more polarizing than Gary Johnson was. A lot of people thought with Gary Johnson, he was right. Yeah, I remember that's who I voted for. (laughs) Yeah, so at least he like that won't take away as many votes because if you're look, I mean, the sound of these policies is kind of fucking wild. Like, yeah, they are pretty wild. We almost need to, and I'm a fan of you voting for whoever you voted for, but we almost need to shun people for voting independent. (laughs) In a time like this, an election as polarizing as this, you got to make your mind up. We're either dethroning Trump or we're signing up for four more years. When people start writing in Kanye, even though he's running now, he had his conference and it went terrible. He's a fucking idiot. Yes, he is. When people start writing in Kanye or they start writing in other third party or independents, it take away from the vote that we need to go to Biden. So if you're my people and you're like, you know what, this is what I'm voting for, I'm almost going to have to shun you for probably a month or two. 
for signing us up for what we're about to go into. <laughs> I think it's more worth to um, yell at the people who just don't vote. Because the percent of people yeah. who vote third party is negligible compared to the amount of people who just straight up don't vote. You know? True. See, that is also a fact. The only issue with that is if you're already going into booth to vote, I know I got your vote. Like, you're going to go in there. You're going to vote for one or the other if we cross out the third. The people who just don't want to vote and are standing against voting, unless it's like they can't get transportation or they can't right, get right. off work, which is terrible. Right. Like, the other people who got their foot in the ground, like, I don't like either. I'm not voting. We not changing their mind. They not voting. So the people who are at least going there to vote or write somebody in, at least we know they're going to vote. So we, I can work with you changing your mind a little. Got bit. you, got you. Yeah, but we should vote. I mean, everybody in theory should vote. I don't know, especially everybody. Like I know people are talking about like the the main election, but there's also a lot of shit that people don't realize within their local stuff and local voting that yes. you also need to do. Oh, that's what matters the most: the local, the state shit. But as I feel like you gotta almost make it like easier or more accessible to vote. Oh, absolutely. It's 2020. There should a thousand percent be a way we should be able to vote online. We can do damn near everything else online. Why can we not vote online? Yep. If you made an app now, again, there's no fucking way because there's it should definitely get hacked. But like, if you made it a fucking, you could make it like an Instagram poll. Like the U.S. government puts up an Instagram poll. Who are you voting for? And that would be official. And like that shit would be more effective. Uh, <laughs> I, I wanted a little more official than that, but I like where your head. <laughs> Just it, it needs to be so simple where people can't complain. Like, oh, I don't want to download an app and then make a like a thing. Like, if it were so simple, where you could just do that, or let's say whenever you wake up, you just have a notification and it says, "Who are you voting for?" and that's it. Like something like fucking that. Have you guys done any like transactions on like the DMV website? Mm -hmm. No, it's a little bit of a hassle, but it's effective. And it's a hassle because they take a lot of protocols to be safe. So, like, something you could do in person there in five minutes, even though you're going to wait for three hours, is going to take you, like, 10 to 15 online. But it gets done. It saves the time. And, like, all your information is guarded. If we ran the polls or election like we did the DMV website, it would be a cakewalk. Shit would be easy. No one would have any reason not to vote. So we saw voting. We need to run it like the DMV. We do need to run it like the DMV. Like, they literally have your driver's license number, your social, and your credit card or debit card number that you're paying with. And you ain't never heard that the DMV was hacked. Because <laughs> they take a lot of protocols to be safe. Because if they got hacked, it'd be a dark day for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of potential dark days for people. Yeah. Uh, per how I met your mother, you know, we don't invite exes to weddings, but some people might beg to differ. What are your guys' opinions on that? Um, I've been an ex invited to a wedding before. Um, I went. I met the uh, fiance at the wedding. Um, all around, it wasn't that bad because I knew a bunch of people that was there. Meeting his wife at the wedding, awkward. Um, <laughs> I literally don't even know if he told her that he invited me. Hmm. So, <laughs> I would say probably get it approved by your significant other and go from there. 
But I mean, I did it and it was fine. Were you like close with that ex? Like, were you friends with them? Yeah, I still like talk to them on a regular basis. Um, he was a couple years under me uh, in college. I want to say like two years. So I had been graduated long gone and then she came and they met and, you know, started dating and all that stuff. So I was never actually there when she was there, which also probably helped the situation because if I had been there while they were dating, I'm sure that would have been really awkward, but, <laughs> but yeah, it wasn't too bad. Yeah, I think I'm fine with it. Yeah. Oh, my bad. You can go. You can you're go. fine. I think it just depends on if you're like bros with them or not. If you, I don't know, if there's beef, obviously no. But if you're friends with them, yeah, why not? I mean, weddings are fun. <laughs> yeah. There wasn't alcohol at this either. That would have made it a lot better, but. Ugh, oh, that's, that's not, not a wedding. wedding. That, that is not a wedding. <laughs> you guys had a small gathering for a civil union. <laughs> that's a, a small-town Southern Baptist wedding. That was. It's even worse because at least Rob's, there was a bar. That didn't even have a bar. <laughs> Rob, if you're listening, we're waiting on you to renew your vows and have an open bar. <laughs> fucking cheap nigga. <laughs> um, now that I got that out of the way, he actually hit me the other day talking about we need to link up, so so we're going to see what that's about. Mm. Him, Sue, and Portnoy all on the same day was crazy. Um, Anyway, what was I about to say? Oh, I have no problem with inviting exes to weddings, and here's why. I don't have an ex to this day that hates. I got one. She can't. I don't have an ex today who hates me. They can all come. We can all, we can all celebrate. We can all toast to be married a bitch who is better than him. Like I, I have no issue with it. Like, but the thing, the thing you also have to keep in mind is like, are you inviting your ex just to show them that you moved on and you upgraded, or, right. or are you inviting them, like you also have to pay for their food or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I'm cool with most of my exes. Like, but you know, they can't we can talk like regularly for their food. I don't. I don't mind giving them a free meal. They didn't got meals off me before. This won't be the first time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Palace. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just because how I met your mother drilled it into me, and I just saw the heartbreak in Ted Mosby's eyes. But I mean, you just you can't invite next to a wet. It's. I mean, that's because. That's because her ex stole his bride. Her, that's because she had unresolved issues. I guess if you don't... But you shouldn't have unresolved issues if you're getting married to someone. True. But if you do, you shouldn't invite that fucking ex to the wedding. Yeah, that, that needs... Yeah, that that's definitely plays a part. <laughs> I mean, I didn't get invited to my ex's wedding, and it looked like kind of a lit wedding from the pictures, but uh, yeah. I'm not mad at her because that was like my freshman year of college. So. Does that even count? <laughs> no, nah, that that counts. You know, we go back to senior year of high school. Anything mm. after that counts. Let's see, senior year. All right, so that one doesn't count. Mm, all right, yeah. So I didn't get invited to that ex's wedding. Um, but I have no beef with her. I mean, it is what it is. See, she chose to not invite you because she didn't want to pay for your food. <laughs> I mean, that that might be valid. I don't know if she had an open bar though, so it might not even be a wedding. We don't know yet. Yeah, it truly <laughs> could have just been a gathering of friends. <laughs> Yeah. They should tell you from the get-go whether or not they have an open bar. <laughs> that should be on the invitation. It should be on the, the save the date if there's an open bar. I'm not going to lie to you. Every save the date I've ever got, I've asked the person if the bar was cash or open. 
every single. I match. mean, that's something you need to Rob, know. I think I was the one who told everybody that Wob's Redding was Cash Marsh. <laughs> yeah, but weren't you the one that had to pay cash for like a Pepsi? <laughs> and then it was free. <laughs> I, I did. Ugh. Don't let don't let the cast think that I'm drinking soda because that wasn't the case. I just need something to mix with the flask. We snuck in because we weren't paying for his shit. <laughs> yeah, we were the only degenerates with flask, and I have no regrets about that. <laughs> I wish I had a bigger flask. I wish I would have taken like a wine bag and filled that with alcohol. Yeah, my, that's my biggest regret: <laughs> not bringing enough. <laughs> that and being late. <laughs> Here's the thing: we weren't even late. We were on time. They started early. Yeah, like who start their wedding? You know what, man, Rob, re renew your wedding because the the shit didn't count in my book. Yeah, the civil union is in question. <laughs> um, so this is a hot topic. I think it's a thing that transcends generations of issues. People okay. who get into relationships and then cut off friends of the other sex. I'll never understand it. I think if you're dating someone who's that insecure about your relationship with other people. That's a big red flag. Now, caveat this, I have also been cheated on by people who are just friends. But I think it's it's kind of a thing of unless someone gives you an issue not to trust that person, you should trust them. But there's also a side caveat of guys know when other guys are trying to get at their girl. And I knew that shit was trying to happen, and then it eventually did happen. So I was right. I hate that you had to go through that. Because I have once or twice been the guy trying to get somebody <laughs> and it almost pains me. It's like, damn, he don't even know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm texting her. I'm, I'm calling her while she with you. I'm dapping you up when I see you, and you don't even know that. <laughs> I hate that I become that person. <laughs> with that being put aside, um, I don't understand why people expect that. I first off, I can't really be with someone who's super insecure. Because I'm not an insecure person. Like, if you got guy friends or whatever, but if I see some signs, I'm going to call you out on it. And we probably just going to end it. Because I'm not going to do no back and forth and wait for you to cheat <laughs> or wait for him to make his move. Because if you make his move, you would have cheated in my eyes because I already warned you about the move coming. <laughs> so I'm not going to play that. I'm going to just let it go. But I have been with a few to a lot of my friends. So it would be kind of weird for me to know, not have no friends because of this. Because I would be out a lot of female friends. Yeah. So, like, long as they're not insecure and you're cool with me telling you, like, it, it's not like that. We we just homies. Then I'm I'm pretty cool with it. Like, I'm not going to expect you to cut off your guy friends. Yeah, I agree. I think it's it's pretty toxic to be like, you can't be friends with the opposite sex. I'd be like, fuck you. I can do whatever I want. You know? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> coming like that. <laughs> yeah, okay. Right? Question. Question. Uh, what if it was guy friends that you previously had a little fling with? Mm -hmm. If he was then like, hey, I don't like that you be hanging around so-and-so. Do you approach that a little different and fuck you, I can do whatever I want? <laughs> yeah, I'd probably, I'd approach it different, but also it depends on my relationship with the person asking me to do that, you know? But yeah, I mean, if yeah. I had history with someone else and they were like, I hate that guy, I'd be like, all right, well, you know, I'll still talk to him, but I won't like hang out with him, you know? That gets tricky though. Because as I say, I, I'd hate for somebody to tell me not to hang out with a shorty. But it's been known that at times I am hypocritical. <laughs> so if shorty already tell me she got history with bro, and bro look like he's still like looking at my, I'm going to have to be like, hey, yo, bro from down the street, yeah, he, he can't be around no more. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, I think when it comes to that, it depends on um, your priority in the relationship. Like, are you really going to prioritize some, like, fuck buddy over the person you're in a relationship with? Right. Also, the amount that you value your significant, or, like, you value your significant other and respect them. Like, if they straight up don't feel comfortable with you hanging out with somebody because they get vibes, and people fucking know vibes. Everybody knows it. You know when your girl gets hit on. You know when your guy is like some girl's trying to pounce on your guy. You just know. So if it makes somebody uncomfortable and they kind of don't want you to do it, I would not hang out with that person just out of respect for my significant other, especially if they weren't around. I agree. Yeah, but what if you don't respect your significant other? Why are you with them? (laughs) (laughs) What you mean? Like if it's the beginning, you building up like sorry cute. Y'all vibe a little, but it's like two or three weeks in, and she's like, "Yo, you can't hang out with her. You can't hang out with her." It's like, "Yo, you've been around for three weeks, and she's been around for three years, so well, you almost just gotta shut the fuck up." Like worried about that? Hang out with your friend with your girlfriend. That way, you can kind of like figure out, like, oh, do I actually not like her, or am I? Yes, because I want to break my sneaky leak around my girlfriend. <laughs> what, what am I? Whatever you cannot have your cake and eat it too. You have to. Right. Gabby, if you got a if you got a guy friend who you're cool with, but he got a girlfriend, and his girlfriend doesn't love that this guy friend's been hanging out with you, but y'all been friends for two or three years, and she been with him for a month or two, if he invites you to come hang out with just them, are you going to third wheel? <laughs> um, because that sounds terrible. I don't know. I've I've never had like not that I know of. I have a lot of guy friends, and I've never had any of their girlfriends like hate me that I know of. You know, but oh, if they, like I'd probably talk to her one on one. Yeah, get to know her. Yeah, I'd be like, I'm sorry. If, like, it seems like I'm overstepping. I promise I'm not interested, but I'll respect what you want as long as it's not like ridiculous. You know, like. Oh, uh, you giving you giving the significant other too much respect. I feel like hey, man, she's my friend's boo thing. I'll give her respect. I don't want to upset my friend. You know. No, but there there has I'm to be something my... said about it's too early in. Like, you can't be two to three weeks in making those kind of calls. Well, yeah. And Bro, that's what I'm saying. I like, think that also falls on the the mutual friend that you have. Like, he can be like, hey, don't be crazy. This is just my friend, you know? Like, if he's yeah. not saying anything, then I'm going to have a problem, you know? And is it, like, just because your significant other is insecure and they're of the opposite sex? Or right. something actually come up to make them think, like, oh, I don't really want you to hang out with them by yourself? Right. That's when I would want to clear it up. Yeah. I'll trust you until you give me a reason not to trust you. And then we're going to have some words. Exactly. Eric, how much respect are you putting on your friend's random boyfriend's name? Um, For example, when we went to the bar, Eric, and that guy uh, that was hanging out with us, if he told me that he didn't like you, what would you say? Oh, the glasses kid? Yeah. Fuck that kid, dude. Get the fuck out of my face yeah, with that I shit. Literally. <laughs> now. No, but even then, like, I was very respectful to him. I don't know if I made any jokes about him. Probably, I mean, in person, who knows? Um, Shot for Literally. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> I mean, fuck that. Like, if I, especially if I just meet you and you're new, like, you gotta come and impress me, because we've been friends for a lot longer, so you need to show me why I should support you when, like, let's say if Paige were to have doubts, which is probably reasonable because Paige is, like, kind of like, eh, I don't know about this person. Like, yeah, give me something. Give me a reason to be like, nah, he's cool. Like, I fuck with that kid. 
Yeah. Don't be Bro. the guy who I'm like, you know what? Fuck that kid. He doesn't even like it. Like we, like I'm dating Anna. I'm dating for Anna for two years. Like don't fucking worry about me and Paige. Like yeah. that kind of shit. Like I need you to, I need you for me to put any respect on your name. I need you to fuck with me the way Deanna's band fucked with us when we random met her. <laughs> Bro came prepared, bought us oh. niggas who aren't even her friends. That's the way I need you to respect me. Yeah. He was a, a terrible fucking roommate, but her boyfriend, when we went out, was just throwing money for alcohol. Oh, hell yeah. No questions asked, and he never said anything. He literally did not talk. That's the perfect friend. Yeah. <laughs> and he's a cop, or he was a cop. Mm. Damn. Yeah. So he- this was before they were dating. Yeah. I was cuddling her up on my stays in Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> and he was buying me drinks. I love to see. Wait, I love to see. Wait, were they not dating? Oh yeah, because you came yeah. in November, and yes, they didn't start dating until like January, February. Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah. You really were still hitting on her and he was just throwing you alcohol. Yep. That's a good man right there. King shit. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's why I need all of you to come. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, you have to think about it, like, we can even go back to like 2017 summer when the guy that Paige was interested in was super insecure about me and Ezra. Well, he, it was specifically you. Yeah. Even though I was, I already had a booty for the summer. <laughs> I was literally wiped up that whole summer. And he he didn't believe he he was like no couldn't be a thing. Oh God, yeah, I remember having to like oh God, yeah. That was- I remember him asking me. He was like, "Yo, who is this girl? I've never heard of her." And I was like, "She's right there." He's like, "Oh," and then I still don't think he believed. Like I just something about it. I just don't believe. No, he literally thought that you just pointed out a random person and said that you were like trying to get to her. It was a good summer. That was a good. I'm summer. not gonna lie though. Oh my god, 2017 was a great summer. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie though, my shorty can't have friends like me. If they didn't be niggas, they talk like me, they move like me. No, sir. I gotta end the day one. It can be our first day ever. If nope, it, it's got that's where it's gotta go. If you dab up the boys and he says, Yo, what's good, Mo? That's it. Yeah, and bro hit me with that. What's good, Mo? That's on my mouth. I said, come again, nigga. Nope, nope, he gotta go. <laughs> Where that hypocritical comes in. Yep, hundred percent. Hey, I never said I was a fair man. Let's <laughs> hit us with like two, three mystery questions, then we'll wrap it up. I'll give you a couple quick ones. Mm-hmm. Gabby has places to be, I assume. Ish. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. We do need mystery questions. Okay, let me know. We do. What's a belief that you hold with which many people disagree, Gabby? Um, hmm. That's a good question. Belief I hold that many people disagree. Um, I think, hot take, Carson Wentz is a good quarterback. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. I also enjoy Carson. Oh, good. I'm glad. I know a lot of people disagree with that. And I hate everyone who says he's injury prone. Go die. <laughs> yep, yep. Talk oh, that God. shit. Was that sufficient? <laughs> that was sufficient. Good. Got another one for you. Okay. Yeah, two more to go. If you had a friend who spoke to you in the same way that you sometimes speak to yourself, how long would you allow this person to be your friend? Ooh. Hmm. 
I don't know. I think I think it would go over well. I'd probably chill with them because I'm like, you know, everyone's mean to themselves, but I'm also like kind of goofy about it. So like, <laughs> I don't know. I have friends that make fun of me sometimes and like I make fun of myself sometimes. I think it would be fine. I'm not too hard on myself, I don't think. <laughs> okay. I'm not mad at that answer. I'm going to get one last great one. Alrighty. Damn, some music would be nice. <laughs> we have a background Jeopardy. Like, da, da, da. I love yeah. that. <laughs> 53. What is the most defining moment of your life thus far? Mm. Uh, I don't know. Um, defining moment? Um... Let's see, last summer I got my degree, a new job, and a new apartment all in like the span of two weeks. Ooh. Hell yeah. So that was like a pretty significant shift in my life that I'm, I, I fucking grinded for. So I guess I would say that. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's a good one. Yeah, that, that's clearly a good one. <laughs> I mean, it was terrible and rough, but I'm kind of proud of it, I guess. <laughs> gotcha. All right, guys. Uh, great podcast. Let's hit uh, some music and TV recommendations, and we can get the fuck out of here. I've been watching The Politician on Netflix. Um, if you haven't seen it, watch it. It's pretty funny. Um, okay. Music. Honestly, just... Oh, actually, um, there's this new artist. His name is 12AM. I'm actually not sure if it's an artist or a band, but his new song, Come Over, is pretty good as well. Music-wise, I'd say go that Pop Smoke, A Boogie, Hello. It's pretty solid. TV-wise, I'm here to let the world know that Degrassi is now on Amazon Prime. Go stream it. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, I'm so hyped about that. Love it. Um, music wise, I know Drake trapped a bunch of tracks. I'm not gonna lie, Grease is trash and garbage. I forgot what the other song is, but it was definitely better. He dropped a freestyle today with someone else, and he was definitely trying to be on like his UK grime rap. It was all right. Um, TV wise, back on Brooklyn Nine Nine because Anna's watching it, so I kind of watch it while she's watching it. So definitely check that out if you haven't watched it already. Still got to finish Outer Banks. I finished Outer Banks. Oh, you did? Good. We talked about it. <laughs> Gabby, what have you been watching? Um, Let's see. Ever since Avatar The Last Airbender was on Netflix, I watched the shit out of that. Yeah. And then I moved to Legend of Korra, which I know they're like cartoons, but they're really fucking good. So Avatar slaps. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. I recommend. Things about it. Any music? Um... My Spotify been weak lately. Let's see. Couldn't be me. My daily mix one. Oh, sometimes it just slaps. It can't slap if you're using someone else's mix. No, you, you, you I, I only, only went on the account, so my, all my daily mix is pretty much slap. Let's see. I've been listening to a lot of Megan Thee Stallion lately. Ripped to Ooh. her, shot down foot. Very sad, but. <laughs> Hopefully she recovers and makes more good music. So, shout out to Five Four Tory Lanes because the timeline was slandering. Him hey, right be there. cool with the six guys. Be cool with the six guys. 
Uh, all right, man. This has been another episode of Porsche Talk. Thank you for listening. Thank you for Gabby for coming on. We appreciate that. We appreciate everybody listening. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter, Porsche Talk No A. We also have a Facebook page. We're almost at 100 likes, with it, which is kind of wild because it's only been like three or four days that we've had it. I think it's also Porsche Talk No A, I'm pretty sure. Um, so like that as well. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere else you get your podcasts. If you could leave us a review, that would be great. We got merch out. Hit the bio in our Instagram. Might be also on our Twitter. Definitely is also on our Facebook. We got merch. Plot. I think it's like 15 bucks. Good little deal. Support the brand. We support you. I think that's it. We'll be back on Friday. Until then, peace. In the streets, try the police, then we sob and repeat. I done seen this like a hundred million times. Seen a white ride, get a black nigga shot.